0: Ha 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 ha. ha 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 ha, indeed.
1: Ha
2: ha 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 ha. I still don't like looking at you this much. I do <laughs> like, I'm like I'm very focused on my little bear over here. Okay, let's try it. That is a good wisdom.
0: That is a very good wisdom. Very wisdom, dog. Much (laughs) wiser. Wisdom is a thing you gain with age. Uh huh. It's somebody's something birthday tomorrow as of recording this podcast. Somebody. Robert
2: Louis Stevenson?
0: Robert Louis Stevenson's birthday. Happy Treasure Island to everybody listening.
2: Gerard Butler? Whoopi Goldberg?
0: Yes. Yes. No, it's it's you.
2: Also mine. What? Wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, you were actually pulling from the Wikipedia article. Those are actual birthdays you share. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have more fun birthdays than I do birthday partners, you have, if you who will. Who do
2: you have? Robin Cook?
0: Uh, Robin Cook. A bunch of really bad baseball players. Uh, there is one. Uh, is it, it's not Aiden Azard, it's, it's another Belgian. I think it's Raja Golan. Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. I will take that. Chesk Fabregas. That's nice. I don't
2: know who
0: that is. Uh, he's a soccer player from Catalonia.
2: a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Aaron Andrews.
0: Randy Travis.
2: Hosni Mubarak.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Uh, George Will is a name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have many thoughts on him.
2: And then we get down to the, like, <laughs> these are people, I guess.
0: Yeah, they're neglecting to put Miguel Cairo on there. And, oh, Rory McIlroy. Rory,
2: Rory, Rory.
0: That's a, that's a golfer I've heard of.
2: Show me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh.
0: You just missed Charles Manson, Ryan Gosling, and Anne Hathaway by a day.
2: Tonya Harding. And up, up, but up, uh, hmm.
0: Meep. Wikipedia will, will be good for that, too. Though <laughs> so they won't sort them by... By infamy, as that website appeared to. What hast thou? Thou scrollest too fast. <laughs> oh, Fred Phelps. Excellent. Who? <laughs> the f- uh, founder of the Westboro Baptist Church. Great. Uh, Is he dead? I believe so. Mel Stottlemyre, former Mariners pitching coach.
2: Merrick Garland. hmm Francis Conroy.
0: Now we're getting into Merrick Garland. Who okay. Whoopi Goldberg. Interesting. Neil uh, Flynn.
2: Why do I know the name Neil Flynn? Who are you?
0: Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's a janitor on scripts. He's
2: from, yeah, he's like discount Dennis Quaid.
0: Ouch. We're getting into good Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy mm-hmm. Kimmel. Gerard Butler.
2: Gerard Butler. Jettard.
0: MetaWorld Peace. All right. Monique
2: the- Coleman from uh, High School Musical.
0: <laughs> of course.
2: Uh, I don't know, I appealed to you for that.
0: <clears throat> Former Mariner, Azdubal Kabura. Well, we did not see any of the. They must have been missed somewhere there. Hmm. Anyway, that's, that's, that's pretty all right, I guess.
2: Yeah. I'll take jittered.
0: But so in honor of your... Yes. <laughs> in, in honor of your impending anniversaire, <laughs> I was about to say impending nuptials, but that's not, that's not happening. That's a different thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Between me and my second decade of life. Third decade?
0: Third, if you want to be me that Me in way. my twenties. Yes. The two big two zeros. Yeah. Not a teenager anymore as of like eight o'clock tomorrow. Uh-huh. If you want to be technical.
2: Just a 20-something dirtbag baby. Mm-hmm. doesn't have nearly the same ring to it.
0: Question. Yes. Thoughts on birthdays as a celebration slash <laughs> maybe one of your favorite birthdays Ooh. of the past times. Ooh. How, how big Ooh. are you on... on <laughs> 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 uh, we've just created an avalanche sound wave. Uh, uh, what, what, what are your general thoughts on, on birthday celebrations and...
2: I like doing stuff for other people's birthday more than I like having stuff done for me for my birthday, Mm
0: -hmm. generally.
2: Um, Like, I'm on birthday committee on the floor here, and we get to do a little, like, we go to the little C store and get them their favorite snack-o and leave it outside their room and all that stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't mind the, like, it's, (laughs) this could also be because I'm turning 20 and not, like, later in life i don't mind the getting older part i don't like being super center of attentiony which is a little bit what concerns me because uh tuesday tomorrow tomorrow my birthday tuesday's the day that i usually go to dinner with my floor Mm -hmm. because roommate is out doing stuff And they seem like a group much more likely to, like, make a thing of it in the dining hall and sing, shout, sing, happy Happy, birthday Happy, happy
0: birthday, happy, 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 yes. Ah.
2: There was, okay, my eighth grade um, year, I had the same teacher for both science and English. And her thing was, when it was your birthday in class... And it was time to like make the class sing to you. Um, Her thing was she would make you stay sitting down and she would have everyone else stand up and stare at you while they sang. like, this was (laughs) mandated because she wanted it to be as uncomfortable as possible. She thought Uh, it was fun. (laughs) I don't like that at
0: all. (laughs) To be fair, when you're an eighth grade teacher, like you take every chance you get to be a jerk, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: yeah, really like, like throughout childhood birthday has been more of an excuse to like go hang out with people Mm -hmm. like the birthday parties of of yester years really up through like sophomore year in high school did those um that's good times i don't i don't know i haven't had all that many recently that have been like super swell i do i think as i age start to get more enjoy <laughs> uh, sorry said the said the spring chicken in the sprung chickens presence my bad um
0: <laughs> calling me a sprung chicken
2: yes Ouch. no you like you what like, about? Yeah. just because you like have your life a little bit more together and stuff and you are low these five and a half years older than me mm-hmm yeah, I do like the, like, smaller group aspect, I think, tonight, because we, we brought back up leftover birthday apple cake stuff from being at our family house yesterday. And so I have a chunk of that in the fridge that so I think I'm going to, like, split with my little squad tonight. It doesn't have to be a big thing, because mm-hmm. I don't want it to be <laughs> the, like, the the My Super Sweet 16 kind of style just is so grating yeah. To and uncomfortable. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Ugh. but like it's my. It's a giant party, and it's all about me. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be in community here with people. And if it's for an occasion, sure. But it doesn't have to be anything more than like an acknowledgement and mm-hmm. some fun times. Where do, do you have druthers? Where do, where do you druth?
0: Yeah, I I, I druth <laughs> your train of. I don't want to be the center of attention all the uh-huh. way to like. I don't.
2: You don't want people to acknowledge it.
0: Not not to acknowledge it, just like I've never really been like, oh, I need to do things for the birthday. It's like always, like very very, as as befits my general preferences anyway. Like being <laughs> t- doing something further low key with a small number of people. Yeah. Right. So historically, like growing up, we did a bunch of we'd go to a baseball game, which it seemed like for about ten years in a row, the Mariners would play the Twins on my birthday at home. <laughs> they would have that exact series at the start of May every year yeah. for some reason. But we we did that for. A long time. It's the uh, last year or this year on my birthday. Uh, the two of us were house sitting for our parents, mm-hmm. and so we cooked food and watched *The Lion King*. Yeah, we did. And had good times.
2: We made paella. Mm-hmm. I sliced my hand open mm-hmm. <laughs> in pursuit of paella.
0: So, like that. That was good. Yeah. Two years ago, two years ago, I was flying out to Minnesota for a trip I was doing mm-hmm. on my birthday, so I didn't really do much. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I that's. I generally don't like a big fuss to be made either. Mm-hmm.
2: Is it is it weird for you? This is like what I asked mom and dad yesterday. Is it weird for you that your younger sibling is gonna be twenty? Does it make you feel older, or do you just feel old in general, or do you feel old at all? I think of you as being old.
0: Ha. Huh. or I don't. Certainly. Think of myself as being old. Yeah. Um, except when I'm around people like my housemates. <laughs> <laughs> who sometimes, for all of their other wonderful qualities, you know, it's the, they're they're still learning things about things as you do mm-hmm. throughout your whole life. Mm-hmm. But they are two-ish years younger than I am. Or at work when people that are technically older than I am are also learning <laughs> all sorts right. of things about how to interact with human beings and how the world works and stuff.
2: Right. So not physical age. Not, but like, not like, yeah. Maturity age or mental age or something.
0: Yeah. More, more that way. But no, I, I do not, definitely don't feel old. It's not weird that you're turning 20 it's
2: like the proportions are always still the same
0: yeah well it's like and over time our ages come closer and closer together right the the percentage of in a in a like Mm -hmm. so as opposed to when you were born i was like five million times older than you (laughs) and now i'm 25 percent older than you or however that math breaks down 20 percent older sure and like that'll get closer to closer over time so it's Mm -hmm. like we're more like similar yeah we've become more similar people over time what in some ways no so that's no,
2: but like right like 47 and 42 is mm-hmm. way different than like 12 and 7 8 and 3 yeah, yeah.
0: exactly so yeah that's that's about mm-hmm. where i'm where i'm at but so also so as to my second topic yes so
2: come at me bro
0: we recently had midterm elections in bro. these united states of america yes stay with me I don't know how Se- much of that came through. Segue <laughs> 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 uh, seg- segway train rolling. Yes. And this midterm elections election w- was deemed by some uh, the even before it happened. The the year of the woman. There were many women running, particularly women of color, that won in districts where that had never happened before. There's an unprecedented number of women serving in Congress presently. Which, uh, as a as a white man. Uh, I take guidance from people like Greg Proops and go like hey, yeah we should do this and we're going to vote for you know support support women that want to be in politics and yada 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 mm-hmm. uh, but as a white man there's only so much of that I, I can do you are not a white man I'm not you are a woman who has in the last several years started to uh, gain an interest and appreciation for and, and started studying the political and, and historical sort of theaters so I wanted to in a poorly interviewed style, <laughs> say, what's up with that? <laughs> and Well, more, more specifically, like, to start off, what sorts of things uh, got you to be interested in the realms of, of politics and history? Tr- fields which 50 years ago would have been pretty exclusively male-dominated subjects mm-hmm. in the U.S.
2: Right. You should still, you should see my intro classes. Do you want to talk about male-dominated um, well, for years and years, I thought that I wanted to be a history teacher. We come from a long line of teachers mm-hmm. up to, up to several generations. our maternal grandparents. Yeah. Because I like, I like stories and I like people and writing them is not really my thing, <laughs> but like hearing, hearing about things that have happened and the the more people-focused side than the, like, list of dates mm-hmm. kind of got me into history. A um, couple of good good book things. And then, well, as uh, it's related, um, with my birthday being November 13th, I missed eligibility to vote in 2016 by about five days. Um, and that didn't go great. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember sitting in like the basement of our house with our dad as election results were coming in and just being distraught to say the very least. Um, and that was, a the sort of like helpless feeling wasn't one that I've had before because, at you know, woman, but also white woman. So a lot of like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I haven't had to worry about a lot of things for a while because no one's coming for my rights in ways that they're coming for other people's. Um, and that was my little glimpse into like, these this has stakes this is not like people talk about politics the the horse race and whatever as though it's like sports commentary Mm -hmm. but that really made it hit like these are people's lives these are stakes and if this is just like a tiny fraction of the feelings of like helplessness and like you're being kind of thrown around without you having a say and stuff like that. Like I got a tiny little bit of that election night, 2016. How much worse must it be for Mm -hmm. all sorts of marginalized groups? And, um, what I latched onto out of that possibly because I was slightly bitter about not being able to vote. Um, I could have been born five days earlier (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
2: was one thing I latched onto and really started learning about through, through people like Jason Kander organizations like let America vote was the prevalence of, Voter suppression and gerrymandering, and things that are put in place to try to make it harder for some people's voices to be heard. And how can we work toward lifting those barriers and, like, keeping democracy democratic and voting people out who would seek to do otherwise?
0: Because mm-hmm. it would seem to be absolutely foundational to the idea of a representative democracy that citizens are allowed to vote. That, they're, that if you're doing anything to mess with that right in a way that's not constitutional, then that's problematic. Or even mm-hmm. if it were constitutional, you could look at that and revise it and say, well, is this, you know, should we should we look at this again? You yeah. mentioned uh, a couple of names of influences on you, sources of learning about things. You mentioned the name Jason Kander, which we'll get mm-hmm. back to. Would you also say that the, the Green Brothers... Would be a big source of your sort of historical and and political science sort of sort of interest sort of maybe more of a gateway sort of um, source.
2: Yeah, in some ways, what I think Green Brothers being being John and Hank Green, uh, YouTube guys and authors and whatnot doing Crash Course and those things. I yeah, um, that's not something that I've thought about before. Captain Interview, <laughs> 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 but I'm feeling the like. like Um, Watching Crash Course and things when I was in middle and early high school, but also the just educational videos that they have on their main channel where they would talk about like what's going on with like Brazil's government right now and stuff like that and framing it in a way that's accessible Mm -hmm. and not because there's so much of a like learning curve and barriers to entry to understanding things. If you're coming at it and trying to go like straight to from the source what's going on, Than having that proxy of like, we looked into it, here's what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, In a similar vein to like the Vote Save America crew, the ballot ready stuff, people who went out and did research about like state initiatives this year for midterms and then made that, turn that information to like more digestible, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: understanding what's going on so you don't have to go through and like read the text of some ballot measure to understand it.
0: Yeah, so that very, very crucial and very lacking in 500 million different applications. The the processing of complex ideas for for ready consumption by non-experts. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a it's a very crucial skill to have, and an important thing to have out there. Mm-hmm. So you also brought up the name in conjunction with Vote Save America. Yes. The name Jason Kander. So who is who is Jason Kander, and how did you come to find him? <coughs>
2: Jason Kander, oh, different, yeah, I'm getting myself mixed up here. Jason Kander's with Let America Vote, Vote Save mm-hmm. Americas through Crooked Media, but <clears throat> they, they travel in the same circles. Jason Kander is a guy from Missouri who used to be the, uh, I believe, Secretary of State of Missouri um, and has held various local and state-level offices in his time. Um, He's taking a break from the political realm for a while to work on, like, mental health things because he served in Afghanistan back in the day. Um, But he founded an organization called Let America Vote, which has offices in five or six different states, field offices, and their whole thing is um, canvassing and helping people make decisions in voting, and expanding voting access by supporting candidates who would get rid of voter suppression laws in those States Mm -hmm. and working against candidates who support voter suppression laws in those States. And he also has a podcast called majority 54, which is very good. It's all about um, how the 54% majority of people who did not vote for president Trump can learn to talk to those who did in ways that are actually productive centered around a different issue per podcast. So there's like one about Islamophobia, one about gun control, this and that and the other thing. And he's super personable and talks like a person, which is cool. He wrote a book. Good 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 Book Good Boy Good Boy Book Things.
0: <laughs> good boy book things. Good boy book he things. He can put that on have... the dust jacket.
2: Yeah, I don't have his book here. I think it's at home. But mm-hmm
0: Sounds like it's an intriguing cause and a a quality dude. What do you find yourself uh, researching, learning about, participating in even uh, in class, outside of class currently, or what what plans do you have in the immediate future to start getting involved in this arena?
2: (laughs) Now you sound (laughs) like my advisor. (laughs) Give me a four-year plan. Um, Well, when I last spoke to, actually, my advisor, I didn't have my faculty advisor here at the university. I may or may not attend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, He recommended when I started talking about sort of get out the vote voter suppression, voting as a thing, um, he recommended that I start getting a background in data analysis kind of thing so that Mm -hmm. when I am out in the actual job hunting world, be it like working with campaigns or working with organizations like Let America Vote or whomever um that i can say like i've done the politics background i know my politics but also i have the the data side to back it up Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna be working through getting like excel certification and stats things and whatnot uh running up to the midterms i couldn't go out and actually canvas because school things happening all Mm -hmm. the time but they're um there are opportunities for virtual phone banking, which I took part in a couple times to support Kim Schreier's campaign in the Washington 8th, which is my home district. Some of that stuff, but immediate, like, next up, kind of big step forward is going to be looking for uh, an internship in the local state kind of level mm-hmm. over this next summer with some kind of um, <clears throat> either, like, city of Seattle or hometown Agency, so mm-hmm. like city clerk or civil rights office or one of those to then be able to, if if that's the way it goes, graduate into more federal national level.
0: To take over or- the world. Yes.
2: Nah.
0: <laughs> you see that now. Mm-hmm. Napoleon went eh, at one point too, but
2: yeah. I don't. I don't. Maybe, like, from the background. Can I have a figurehead?
0: <laughs> wait, do you want background or do you, do you want <clears throat> figurehead? Those are different things.
2: Okay. No, I, I can, like, I'll be, I'll wait. <laughs>
0: you want, you, do you want to be I'll uh, help. Ty, Tywin or? Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Tyrion Joss always.
0: Mm-hmm. Always, though?
2: Most Mostly. Okay. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> Excellent. Well, that sounds like quite the plan and exciting exciting times up ahead the future the future of politics is now everybody you you will you have a piece (laughs) of history right here the future world dictator behind the scenes Isabel (laughs) this is her first official media appearance (laughs) and you were here for it hello (laughs) (laughs) what could what could listeners do if they're also interested in these same sorts of issues
2: right um vote Voting's good. We I think we have some, some real spicy like city council elections going on next year. People might be kind of voted out after all of this. Um, voting's a good step. Talking to people you know who don't vote out of some sense of they they feel like it doesn't matter or what have you. I'm trying to get them excited about voting. Accountability buddies for voting good stuff. You can always reach out to... Your local election office, and like your your state secretary of state's office, and see what work there is to be done. There usually is um, donations to places like Let America Vote. To depending on whatever your affiliation is, voting should be more of a nonpartisan issue than it has become through the efforts of people who are trying to suppress votes. Yeah, Let America Vote, Ballot Ready, vote of America. All solid places if you're in the business of trying to make sure that everybody gets a chance to do the voting thing because of late and for quite a long time, there have been people with interests in not doing that, but we're starting to vote them out, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And some really cool, really cool um, voter turnout stuff from this last midterm saw a thing, I don't have exact numbers, but it was like for the state of Texas, I think in the last midterms in 2014, there's between like 25 and 40 percent turnout, something Mm -hmm. like that. In the 2016 presidential election, I believe Texas had 51 percent turnout, and in these last midterms, Texas had 52, 53 percent turnout. Mm. So it actually beat the last presidential election, which hardly ever happens, because people don't like voting in midterms so much. They're not as sexy as presidential ones with all the everything that goes
0: into that. And that might have been partially buoyed by an unusually competitive Senate race there too. As yeah. As your, which Beto. there was enough yeah, support behind the, the Democratic candidate that it was <laughs> it was closer than any Senate election has been in Texas in I don't know how many years.
2: Mm-hmm. And he absolutely, like energy behind his race, I've been seeing people talk about how like, because he was going to early voting rallies like all the time. His whole thing was he went to all the different counties in Texas. And people being excited about him and like going to vote for him, they also were voting down ballot. So mm-hmm. there were also like a bunch of judgeships that flipped in Texas and I think that in the Texas state house as well. Other districts in the Texas House no, the House of Representatives, Texas districts. Um Also flipped, which was really cool. We got rid of Chris Kobach in Kansas, who Mm -hmm. did a lot to try to stop people from voting. I don't think that we've heard for sure about the Georgia governor's race yet, because they're still counting. People wanted to stop the counting before a bunch of provisional ballots came back. And people said, "Uh, nope, we need those, though. Yes. I think they're within the margin to go to a runoff. It's cool to see Democratic victories in places that have been very read for a very long time because there's such energy going into this even like people being upset with the senate but like it's a hard it's a hard senate to win and the fact that like beto came within two points of ted cruz is Mm -hmm. super cool and if we can keep that up then things things could you know the times they could be a change in
0: demographics keep shifting. People have been writing that article, when is Texas going to turn purple, for about <laughs> 20 years, but it's yeah. looking closer and closer to... Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like people say Texas isn't really a red state so much as it's a non-voting state. Mm. Um, just sheer numbers of, of young people and people of color who both groups tend to swing more democratic and stuff like that. But like Texas, the Texas Senate was, was closer than like Tennessee filled Bredesen and the guy he was running against, whose name I don't remember, mm-hmm. and like one of the takes that I kept seeing was like, uh, because Beto O'Rourke uh, broke all of these like fundraising records from grassroots things, um, it's like a million dollars or something all from grassroots. People were like, why, why keep pouring money into Beto when you could be supporting other Senate people like Phil Bredesen and da da da, and there is merit to that depending on like how excited people are devoted to, vote to uh, for Phil Bredesen um but Bredesen lost by like 11 points and Beto lost to Ted Cruz who is very much involved with like the party machine in Texas and has been for some time by two points an enormous yeah enormous yeah.
0: profile for sure
2: yeah there is there is energy there we just have to do something with it and we got to not be fatigued by the fact that like everything is going on all the time which is hard mm-hmm. but yeah, it'd be cool to have a uh, the Supreme Court decision overturned. Do you know Shelby County versus Holder?
0: Shelby Holder. Refresh my memory. And
2: it was the 2013 thing that stripped part of the Voting Rights Act. Because there yeah, originally, yeah. when the Voting Rights Act was put in place, there was a section of it um, that said that if your state um, has historically had discriminatory practices surrounding voting, so this was like... Like literacy tests, to because like way back when the vote was extended to Black people, a lot of Black people weren't literate, and so this was just like ways and ways of trying to keep them from voting. Mm-hmm. Um, section said if your state has historically been involved in things like that, then if you want to make changes to your voting requirements, you have to get approval from the federal level
1: mm-hmm.
2: to do that. So if you want to initiate like an ID law or some new like vote by mail or getting rid of early voting or what have you, you have to, you can't do that on your own. Um, States appealed that in 2013 and said, yo, just because we, like our state has done that before doesn't mean we're gonna do it again. Like people can change and, and we can move on and be better than our history of discriminatory practice. And the Supreme Court was like, okay, and got rid of that section in Shelby County versus Holder. And then a bunch of these states went right back to doing all these things. Mm -hmm. So it turns out that the thing that the Voting Rights Act was put in place to prevent kept happening when they got rid of that part of the Voting Rights
0: Act. Surprise!
2: Crazy! Which is not great.
0: Speaking of policies surrounding voting, I know Mm -hmm. a number of countries, including um, Australia... Have a policy of mandatory voting,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which uh, the proponents of it and Australia, I believe, the I'm trying to remember the numbers from the interview that I read. Australia has something like ninety-seven percent turnout in elections. There are some, there are a few exceptions. Um, if you're homeless, for example, you're not required to vote, or mm-hmm. they won't they won't penalize you for not voting, and a couple others. And the the fines it's like it's a twenty-five dollar fine mm-hmm. for not voting. Essentially, it's not you know, nobody's been put in jail for not voting for like 20 years. And those were only cases where they uh, were trying to make a point or had some other sort of agenda. But what do you, how do you, how do you, what's your gut reaction to the idea of a, of a mandatory voting system?
2: I am not mad at it. I don't. Well, well, when you say that I get, concerned about people who would like resent that and then not actually vote the way that they would if they were thoughtful about it just to like spite the system or whatever but there are mm-hmm. people who do that now yeah anyway writing in like yolo swaggins 69 wherever there's a place to put a write-in vote don't do that by the way or
0: voting in a dead guy
2: <laughs> or vote god Mhm. was that nevada i believe so can we like can we can we vote them off the island? <laughs> 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 I've
1: been, yeah.
0: Outside of the what, outside of its feasibility mm-hmm. in your mind, the the I'm sure quite contentious reactions it might provoke in people. Uh, what what do you feel about uh, a society, an American society, where this is in place? Do you, do you believe that that would be a more desirable outcome than the current model that we have? If we achieve that Australia esque ninety five plus percent participation mm-hmm. in elections.
2: I mean I'm am, I'm am here for more participation in elections, for sure. I just want it to come out of and that's a lot of where the fight comes from, but I want it to come from a place where people are invested. And excited about stuff <laughs> and believe in the candidates that they're voting for. And I would, like, I my <coughs> vision of, so I keep, like, coughing into the mic, by the way. I've got a throat full of words. And i got to clear some of them out. Um,
0: I'm Isabel. I like <laughs> words. A uh, uh, uh,
2: country whereby, like, here specifically, I would worry that it would turn into, like, the way people feel about filling in tax returns or, like, insurance stuff where it's like just another piece of paperwork Mm. and there are ways in which that can be good if it would get rid of some of the like horse racy media coverage that like takes the stakes out of it i don't mm, i don't know were i in charge of voting stuff i'm not sure that i would go to that as like a first instinct without maybe testing it on a state level or something Mm -hmm. um a good move i think for sure besides like early voting everywhere which people are going to work against because democrats are more likely to vote early Mm -hmm. uh which we knew as our old people Mm -hmm. um would be to make election day a national holiday and like an actual national holiday not one of these where it's like labor day where white-collar people have the day off to go like order lattes from service worker people who don't have the day off because they have to make lattes for rich people
0: i feel personally attacked <laughs>
2: No, but, like, or, like, make the voting period longer because I know that a lot of reason for, like, Washington state is all vote by mail. I think Minnesota just expanded so that that's now more of an option or, like, they made their early voting period longer. Because there's so many things in place when you have to actually go somewhere and, like, stand in line for a poll that... Mm -hmm depending on your schedule, depending on what, like, if you're working, if you're working multiple jobs, if you're dealing with like childcare stuff, then it's hard to get there and do that. And especially if you're in like Georgia this last year where a bunch of the voting machines weren't working cause they didn't have power cords for hours and people were leaving
1: mm-hmm.
2: and not coming back. Um, just like longer, longer windows or more vote by mail or something. I don't mandatory voting. I don't know. Yeah. crime boy i don't know (laughs) Um, it from like a from like a a sheer data more people being involved in elections yes i'm here for it but the like people side and the energy side i'd be a little bit concerned i also have no idea what the political culture is like in australia Hmm. because they are far away
0: (laughs) they mentioned this on on the the interview that i heard uh speaking with an Australian political expert where she noted that Australia is more of a, I forget the word she used, more of a, I mean, they're literally part of the Commonwealth, but it's sort of more of a community feeling. People are, Mm -hmm. I guess, more, more invested in each other. The other thing is maybe in support of what you're talking about is Australia also, not only is it a national holiday when you go vote, but they also have it tied into, they call them, it's s- sausage fries or something like that. Like, you <laughs> what? You, you, you you cook hot dogs, essentially, mm-hmm. out on the grill. Everybody barbecues. And, like, this is what yeah. you do on that day is you go vote and you go barbecue. Yeah. Everybody has the day off. Like, to make it... So what I'm hearing from you is that you'd prefer, perhaps, changes not only to remove voting restrictions and voter suppression, but also changes to make it easier for everybody to vote, including mm-hmm. expansion of voting by mail um, and or... Uh, making it a national holiday, election day. Yeah, um, and that you'd prefer that sort of in a, in the actual reality of the U.S. political climate, that kind of incremental change would be not only more feasible but also at least as effective.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I you the the like, let's all go vote and then have lunch is cute
0: though. Yeah, it's very <laughs> that. That's also speaking of Australian culture. That's that yeah. fits pretty perfectly with my understanding of it.
2: Yeah, I did see people doing that on a very small scale where they'd like go out and vote with their friends and then they go have brunch or something but again that's also a one where it's like you have resources and you have availability to like take time out and do that which mm-hmm. not everybody does but people who have to work all the time should still be able to vote and not have to stand in line for six hours hot take hot take <laughs> my name is isabel and i approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> He's old I'm getting older too And can help you vote At least I hope so boom,
1: boom.
2: My rhyme scheme needs work A, B, C,
0: D, E Nothing rhymes with nothing but doom, doom Doom, 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 doom
1: this
2: has been Thanks for listening. I
1: Thanks you. See I
2: love you. Bye. Bye-bye.